0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Show Some Respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking. It's a pleasure to be with you all today. This is my first, first solo podcast, this is intimidating. I know I can hear, already hear the echoes and the cries of, why do you need a podcast? This is, this is what the world needs, another another white man with a podcast. And you know, shut up. I'm so sick of that take. Why, why should anyone do anything? Ever. Here's the honest response um, Podcasting is the only way I can see myself Convincing any of you to give me $2 a week Because that's, that's basically what it's come to I've kind of come to realise that In the modern era of comedy The only way uh, it seems even possible to make a living Is basically holding a sign that says We'll tell jokes for money I, I need some kind of Patreon I need some kind of pay-as-you-go subscription service where just, I, I just need, what do I need? I need like 500, just 500 of you of you kind souls just to give me two bucks a week. I'm, I'm begging, I am literally begging to avoid my white-collar job, which is actually quite good and very lucrative. But I'd rather do this. I mean, I think I'd rather do this. So far, I've been doing it for two minutes, and it does feel uncomfortable. It's—I can't tell you how uncomfortable a camera and a microphone can. I can delete this, and I I could stop. I could stop at any point and walk away, but even just the concept of having to show this to people is, is incredibly frightening. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate your time. I don't know if you have you might know me personally. Maybe you've seen my content on Instagram or TikTok, and uh, look, over the last few weeks, if that's the case, you would be one of the few. TikTok has really seemed to take a stand against me. I spent about five hours on the weekend making a sketch that I put out to TikTok to what I could only describe as... Deafening silence. There is just no engagement whatsoever. I <sighs> TikTok. Fuck. I hate the the next generation so much. I hate. I hate them with every fiber of my being. I'm I'm, I'm throwing myself to the whims of these fifteen and sixteen year old tastemakers. The the future for all of us. These these preteen theys and them's that are. Not huge fans of me right now, and that's probably the bigger point. I, I might be taking that out on them, if I'm being totally honest with you all. I, um, I, I had a little in- interaction on TikTok recently. I don't know if it, it, some of you might be aware I make these videos. I try and make jokes about the news. And look, I just try and find seven vaguely interesting articles and try and make two to three vaguely decent jokes about each of them. And sometimes they're great, and uh, they seem to go unnoticed, and sometimes they're lowest common denominator, low-hanging fruit, and those tend to go off. I I think what I've really learned about TikTok is the best way to go viral is say something inflammatory about the United States. That seems to work more often than not. If you can can make light of gun violence in a way that really villainizes 50% of the population in America, that's going viral. Because you are going to get at least 50% of... Your viewers, I I have a pretty big... like. Most of my TikTok seems to go to America, according to my stats. Uh, You'll get at least half of them calling you a fucking pussy for even questioning whether or not you should own an assault rifle and and, and not already owning two to three. They will attack your manhood for that. And then the remaining 50% will then call those people retards. And uh, that is what makes for great content right now. And that's the thing we're all trying to do isn't it content uh you know when we first started our uh, comedy journey my 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 fellow colleagues and i we, we we set out to make art and how misguided we were because art is pointless have you been to an art gallery recently if you have you are a tiny minority because art is a waste of time you can't this is the thing content moves product okay Content. If you make good enough content, PepsiCo will be in touch. You could be selling Gatorades. There is a new flavor of low-calorie Gatorade out there that the world needs to know about. And you know how they need to find out? Through you and your content. Give me six things guys who love Gatorades say on a TikTok, shot with an iPhone camera. That, that is content. That is what we want. We don't want, we're sick of art. We are, I don't care how well you paint. You know, no sculpture is going to move a new flavor of Smith's chips. And what are we doing if we're not pushing fast-moving consumer goods? Why else would we be here? That's why we got into the game in the first place. Anyway, I put out this video on TikTok. And, uh, and, and see if you can pick up the mistake in this sentence, because I certainly didn't. The news story... Was about um, the Taliban in Afghanistan uh, was removing the need. Uh, no, sorry, it was it was uh, it was saying women had to consent to marriages from then on. That you couldn't marry a woman without her consent, which I think we can all agree is a very progressive move. Good, good, great, great news for Afghanistan. And I said um, this is a huge step forward for Arabic women. Now. Can you can you see in that sentence why two thousand seventeen year olds decided to call me a moron? Did that was that was that stunningly obvious to all of you? Because it wasn't to me. And look, I've learned. I've I've and, uh, and I and I responded to the people who informed me to to thank them for letting me know that the reason that is an inappropriate thing to say is Afghanistan is first of all not an uh, Arabic country. Afghanistan is, is a European country. Uh, there are Arabs who live in Afghanistan, but they are a small minority. Didn't know that. Uh, and then the other thing that I learned is that Arab is the correct term for a person who is from Arabia. I'm getting in more trouble now because I haven't done much more research beyond the vitriol that I received, the abusive comments that I, that I, was, I was subjected to. But people from Saudi Arabia or arabian countries uh, are called arabs arabic is a language a book can be arabic a person is an arab now easy mistake to make i've learned i won't make that mistake again i would say though doesn't the term arab seem like a slur i i feel like if i called someone an arab i'm i'm in the wrong for sure even if it's grammatically correct i feel like it's morally wrong to call someone an arab i don't know why i don't know if that's a george bush thing I don't know if that's a 9 thing. Something about Arab. But I think the true, I think the real slur is Arab. I think Arab is the slur, and I think Arab is the technical definition. It's like the hard R on the N word. That's the distinction. You know, no hard R, that's okay. Hard R, no, that's racist. Arab, racist, Arab, correct. And look, when I first got the feedback, I, I was legitimately, I was thankful. I, I don't like getting things like that wrong. I like to know. Things like this, I like to be informed, and I thanked. I thanked multiple people. I said, "Thank you for letting me know. I'll, I'll make sure to know in future." Um, but that wasn't the point, you know. For the for the for the next nine hundred and ninety eight people who felt the need to comment, learning wasn't the point. The point was, I was a fucking idiot, and I needed to hear it again and again and again and again. And I sure and I sure did. I uh, I sure did. Some guy made his own video. About my video, explaining to me why I was so incorrect, uh, vastly outperformed mine by by a long, long way. Despite the fact it wasn't funny at all, if you'd ask me. But no, no, no that that got hundreds of thousands of views. Um, mine just you know tens, but that's okay. Good for him. I'm glad. I'm glad I could contribute to his content. I hope he's. Uh, I hope he's. He's he's made some of that sweet, sweet Coca Cola money off the back. But I hope he's moved some uh, some Coca Cola Amatil product and merchandise off off the back of my ignorance but in saying that some of it got quite personal because then i deleted the i was i was i was so sick of getting these negative comments and look i'll be honest they, they affected me more than i'd like to admit i i was so sick of it that i i removed the video entirely which uh might be a bitch move and when i say might be is it truly is a bitch move that i couldn't put up with these comments from anonymous 17 year olds on the internet uh, but you know what? Uh, I I like hurt feeling. I like hurting people's feelings, but I do not like having my feelings hurt. Um, it's called uh, private school boy syndrome. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. We all love <laughs> rinsing all of our friends and family to the point that that it goes a little bit too far. I think that's when it starts to get really funny. But when it when the light is turned on us, that's that's not pleasant and it's not fun. And uh, people should be better. But. Not only did I uh have to put up with this, I, I eventually I deleted the video. And what did those people do? I thought because people were telling me to delete the video, you're wrong, and sure. Uh despite the fact that wasn't the point. The point was the joke, but I said, you know what? No worries. I will uh I will move on. I will remove it and I and, and, and we will move on. But no 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 no. No, the 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 cultural police just made their way to other ones of my videos and started attacking me there instead. They are a crafty bunch. And one of them said, on one of my videos, he goes, "Uh, this is the kind of video that would have been funny 10 years ago. You know, back when your hairline started receding. Do I have a receding hairline? Because I didn't know that. I wasn't aware my hairline was receding. I used to think hairline receding was like... I, I thought it would be more obvious. I thought I would be losing hair, I think it would be falling out, I'd have like a bald spot. But but I've been Googling it for a long time now, and I think I have a receding hairline, and I hate that smart guy73 on TikTok had to tell me that. I hate that he, I learned it from him. And that seems so wrong. I, I don't I didn't Want to find out this way I, I wh- why didn't anyone tell me why didn't anyone mention to me that my hairline was rec- why did I have to learn that through a Chinese social media app I'm not anyway I think what I'm trying to say is it is an absolute thrill to now be recording on a medium in which there are no opportunities for comments I have no interest in what any of you have to say about this and I'm sure some of you will let me know all the same, but to make it as difficult as possible and invisible, you know, this way, no matter what any of you say, when, when you come up to me and say, wow, Tom, 30 minutes, you really made 30 minutes feel like three hours. I thought I was listening to the Joe Rogan experience in length, but not in level of intrigue. When someone else has me, like, how's the podcast going? I'd go, people are loving it. People are bloody love the, the numbers. I shouldn't talk about the numbers. You know, the sponsors don't like me talking about the numbers, but it's, it's big. It's big. This is, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm starting to feel guilty about all the medical misinformation I'm spreading given how many people are listening in. It's a thrill to join the podcast game. I've been out of it for a little while. Some of you might have been joining from my other podcast, Tremendous, that I did with the the brilliant Elliot Rivetti, who I, I think I'll probably do guests on this podcast at some stage maybe. This whole thing for me is an exercise and just getting comfortable, sitting at a podcast mic, getting comfortable kind of just talking that's kind of what I want to do for a career, right, is just talk. And so that's, I, I, I'll do it with some guests. I'll get some friends on. Maybe I'll do, you know, two or three guests. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I'd love to have Elliot on at some stage. Uh, because I think the real reason I have not just a, a want, but an obligation to enter the podcast game is, let's be honest, the world needs a new Joe Rogan. And I'm, I'm here to fill the void because I believe whoever that new person is, it should still be a straight white man. I think we're all comfortable with that. I think that's what we've become used to. You know, we obviously need diversity and spaces for those voices. But when it comes to the biggest podcast in the world, I think we can all agree straight white man is it feels safe. It feels comfortable. It feels like somewhere we'd all like to be to, to, to come with some very commonly shared perspectives, you know, ones that we all feel. And when I say we, I, of course, am referring to straight white men. I would like to point out that just generally based on my audience, I'm kind of thinking that's who I'm going to be attracting. But TikTok gives me my breakdown. 90% men. 90% of the fo- people that follow me are, are men. I don't know why. I know why. No, I, I, I do. I do know why. Uh, it's probably all the misogyny. <laughs> probably might have something to do with it. But It's ironic. It's ironic. If people don't like it, it's ironic. That's what you say. If you offend people, they didn't get the irony, you know. Work backwards. Start with the offense, then work out how it's ironic. That's what I've always said. And, uh, you know, look, I I think Joe Rogan played a very, very important role in culture over the last 10, 15 years. But the time's over. His time's done. He said uh, uh, 30 seconds of offensive things across his some, you know, 5,000 hours of podcasting, and that's not good enough. He needs to be better. And uh, and I, I'm here to fill that void. But who would I be? Would it be intelligent, would it be smart to go down this road without having first learned from the man, to have learned from his mistakes and, and where he went wrong? I don't think so, and, and that's why I, I want to put that into practice right now, and I want to start this podcast the way Joe Rogan ended his podcast um i mean obviously it's still going and he's still the biggest podcast in the world but i i think we all know the writing's on the wall joe i'm gonna learn from joe and i'm gonna begin my podcast with apologizing for all of the times over the length of this podcast i will use the n-word i i thought it was an approach i i think you know if i use it i'm i'm going to use it because i think it's an appropriate thing for me to say because i was using it in context and i was just quoting it and and, and what i will come to learn is that there's never an appropriate time to say that word you know and and look hopefully i never say it at all hopefully i i have no intention of saying it but i just want to get ahead of the curve right and apologize in advance okay um you know the episode where i do a live read of mark twain's huckleberry finn and i don't think to self-censor that was that's going to be misguided that's going to be a questionable decision, I think, eventually. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Dr. Dre sing-along, the Dr. Dre sing-along episodes that I'm going to be doing, you know, again, lacking self-censorship or self-awareness, will be a misstep, will be a questionable decision of mine. And, and uh, you know, I, that's, that's a lesson that I'm going to have to learn. However, because of this apology, it is a lesson that hopefully will come with little to no consequences. Is uh is what I'm I'm really hoping for. I had a comment on TikTok from a guy. No, on Instagram. On Instagram, who had he he's having a go at me. He's like, this is unnecessary. He's having a go at the, the lack of necessity of my videos. Like, the, the, I think the video was we didn't need this. No no one needed this video. This is a guy whose Instagram had four photos. Two of them were of boarding passes with beers. Who needs that? We all have that photo. Everyone's done that photo. Anyway. So part of this podcast is just going to be giving you a little bit of an insight into what it's like to be living my life. Because I know you're all wondering anyway. And uh, look, I I think um, I've got a big week coming up. Because uh, this Saturday night... At 9.30 p.m., a.k.a. prime time, I will be making my live stand-up comedy television debut. That's right, on on SBS Viceland, the home of stand-up comedy, at 9.30 p.m. on a Saturday. I mean, you know, the organic reach alone is going to be enormous, mammoth. I've kind of had to let uh, my website hosts know Expect a flock of traffic on Saturday evening around 10.15 because the whole world will be watching. The whole world will be tuning into SBS Viceland at 9.30pm this Saturday, the way it always does, you know. The way the world always does at 9.30 on Saturday on SBS Viceland, waiting to laugh. The whole week, they, it's, it's Thursday today, they're thinking, man, just get me to Saturday. Just get me to Saturday night so I can just put on SBS's Third largest channel, and I can enjoy some up and coming, emerging stand up comedy. And look, no, I'm 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 being you know I'm being sarcastic, but I, I I'm I'm very very thrilled that I'm going to be on television. I think that's very very cool. I think it's pretty exciting. Um, I am nervous because on the night I thought I killed it. I really like. I thought I I thought it was a really great set. I thought it was awesome. Um, I was very, very happy with myself and I was very proud of it. I didn't voice record it almost on purpose because I didn't want to – I knew, one, that it was going to be video recorded by – professionally. It was going to be professionally recorded. And uh, number two is uh, I didn't want to dwell on it. I didn't want to – if if it didn't go great or I thought it could have gone better, I didn't want to be in a position where I would listen to it over and over and over again because I, I thought that could be the case. Uh, so I, I I I don't remember specifically – anything except feeling that it went really well. And, uh, I mean, man, talk about, you know, very little to gain, everything to lose. Because if it, if it is anything other than wall-to-wall laughs and, uh, you know, erupting responses at the back of every punchline, it's going her- to be hurtful. It's going to be heartbreaking. I'm actually at a Bucks party this Saturday night and apparently we have a, a, a private room on Saturday evening that we will have at 9.30. And I can only imagine they will have a TV that probably will already be on SBS Viceland, I imagine. I imagine all the TVs in the pub are going to be on SBS Viceland 9.30 on Saturday night. Um, obviously, the pub will probably be quite quiet because it's 9.30 on a Saturday night, people at home watching SBS Viceland. But um, there's talk of, you know, at the Bucks party, putting it on, we'll all watch it. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know, because that that could be rough that could maybe i'm um, maybe it wasn't what if it wasn't as good as i thought it was what what if what if they i mean is the other thing i'm wondering is is are they going to edit it are they going to are they going to edit it differently i've heard that apparently because it being sbs and because it being you know uh, a channel that has a political ethos and a perspective sometimes they do remove some of the the footage some of the jokes that they they deem to be less in line the SBS morality, and uh, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about that because I, I do. Everyone would have, not everyone, but a lot of people would have seen this already because I uh, I, I I use this quote all the time. I put it on my posters. But uh, my last ninety seconds? No, that's not true. The last thirty seconds, really. The last ninety seconds is a build up to the last thirty seconds, which is me having a red hot go at women's athletics. Um, you know, because most of my comedy. Uh, is just about being funny, but I always like to end with something I, I truly believe in, and in this case, it was attacking the 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 purpose of of women's athletics. Do we really need? <laughs> Do we really need it? And uh, um, the comment that I got. So the Age newspaper in Melbourne reviewed that show, and they kind of went act by act and uh, talked about what they did well, what they didn't do well, how the response went. And uh, my quote was something to the effect of Tom Whitcomb started strongly before losing the crowd with an unnecessary jab at women's athletics. Now, number one, you let me decide what's necessary, okay? I I I am the comedian here. I will be the final judge of necessity. And I think we can all agree nothing that happened on that night was the least bit necessary. No disrespect to my fellow competitors of the Raw National Comedy Competition, but pretty much our entire career in industry, unnecessary. You know, the, during COVID, you, I heard famous Australian comedians talking about how the, the lack of support from the government, I and mean, the, 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 the disbelief at not being desp- described as an essential service, by entertainers in a world where YouTube and Netflix both exist. Can you believe... Essential. There's nothing essential about what we do. We have 70 years of television history, including comedy, to go through. We could just watch that. We could just re-watch Robin Williams until the end of time, and I think things would be fine. But in saying that, I am worried that that joke may not be in line with the way that the SBS feels about women's athletics. I don't know how SBS feel about it. Perhaps uh, they share my opinion or perhaps they're being unreasonable. It's hard to tell when it comes to these independent broadcasters. But I will be very intrigued to see. I very, very much hope my full set is there. And uh, and you know what? This is the big thing is what that clip – because I, I, I will get – the digital version of that clip, it's going to be put on YouTube after after everyone's seen it on SBS Viceland so they can re-watch it through the week as they reminisce on their great time on Saturday evening watching SBS Viceland. And uh, so I will get this, you know, six-minute clip w- or, or whatever. And obviously, as we all know, in the modern era, six minutes, far too long. You, you, There is too... Too much that could be done in those 6 minutes. No one has 6 minutes anymore. So what I'm going to be able to do is take that clip and split it up into 36 10-second clips. All right. Put that on TikToks. 36 10-second clips to be continued. Part 30, part 31 coming tomorrow. You just wait. This is what people want. This is how people this is how people digest content now. Okay? Give it to me in 10 seconds. Give it to me now. And, uh, you know, that means a new clip every week. I was thinking as well, maybe I'll do like a second day of just me watching that clip. A second a day, six minutes, 360 seconds. That's a year's worth of content. That's a year's worth of content that I made out of that six minute clip. And that's what you want because I don't need to go over this again. We all know what it's all about content and that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm doing this podcast because you need more content and you might think, well, Tom, we could listen to Bill Burr or Tim Dillon doing exactly what you're doing now except with 10 years more experience and uh, real experiences to talk about where they're not talking about uh, being bundled out of the comedy at Kelly's On King amateur comedy competition. Not Raw, not the national competition. No, 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 the Sydney-specific competition that I, I lost spectacularly last night. Didn't make it out of the heat's. Uh, But you know Don't need to go down that rabbit hole And you say Tom we could hear you talk about that for a while Sure that that would be good Or we could tune in to Bill Burr uh, Hollywood actor Star of whatever that Star Wars film TV show is What's the Mandalorian Star of the Mandalorian One of the greatest comedians of all time We could listen to him Or we could listen to you Complain about the comedy at Kelly's on King amateur comedy competition that you got bundled out from in the heats because the judging system doesn't make any sense. Why would the audience get to pick based on how many drinks they bought? Why would that be the criteria? What would they know? What? So now it's a competition to see which comedians have the drunkest friends. That's that's what comedy competitions are now, is it? That's what we're judging talent on. We could hear you talk about that, Tom, or we could listen to Bill Burr talk about being on the Comedy Store with Dave Chappelle. We could tell, hear him tell stories about being in Hollywood films. Here's the difference. Bill Burr doesn't give a fuck about you. Bill, if you stop listening to Bill Burr tomorrow, if you never watched another stand-up special, do you think he'd notice? Do you think he'd care? You, You listening to this podcast and the numbers that are going to roll through could be the difference as to whether or not I get out of bed tomorrow. That, that is the impact you have on here. Because the number of listeners I'm expected on this podcast, I could have over to my house on a Thursday evening. I wouldn't even have to tell the neighbors. I wouldn't even have to let them, you know, you wouldn't even have to bring a chair. Everyone would have a chair. That, that's how much you mean to me. Don't come to my house. I don't want you here. But I could is the point. And that's why I would love you guys to tune in. So, This is what this podcast is going to be. It's going to be me rambling and raving. It's going to be me trying to get better at this, talking to a microphone by myself. But I also, you know, I I think in line, I I mean, content is, is the big word today, but how about some reaction videos? You know, that's what people want. People don't want videos. People want reaction videos. What do you think about the video? I'm sick of coming up with my own thoughts about things. Tell me what you think. And uh, look, I, I found this video the other day that I think we 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 all could learn from. Uh, this video is entitled "Pastor Greg Locke threatens to expose six witches who are members of his church." I don't know how many of you are familiar with Pastor Greg Locke's work. He is phenomenal. He's one of the best pastors going around right now. Really interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, taking a whole new approach to pastoring in a way that it's good to see. Like I, I think. Um, obviously I'm expecting this is going to be a very God-fearing podcast as my listeners are also likely to be very God-fearing listeners. And so, uh, you know, if you have a favorite pastor, please write in, let me know. I'd I'd love to play his clips also on this podcast. But for now, this is Pastor Greg Locke threatening to expose six witches who are members of his church.
1: Six witches, we got first and last names of six witches that are in our church. And you know what's strange? Three of you are in this room right now.
0: Now, I can't begin to explain to you the level of enthusiasm Pastor Greg Locke is showing about finding. He is so happy with himself of having found these three to six witches. Six, six witches he found. Six witches are members of his church, and he's found every single one of them. And he is dancing like he just scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He is so excited about this. And fair enough too, he's earned that.
1: Three of you in the room right now. You better look in my eyeballs. We ain't afraid of you, you stinking witch. You devil worshiping Satanist witch! We cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ! We break your spells! We break your curse! We got your first name! We got your last name! We even got an address for one of you!
0: Now here's my big question. He's found six witches, six witches, are a member of his church. Three of them are in the congregation that day. Where are the other three witches? Why isn't Greg worried about this? Where have those three witches gone? Why aren't we looking for them right now? They they could be miles. We need to get in contact with everyone in a three-mile radius. That's not far enough. A 30-mile radius, the tri-state area, in fact, and see where are these witches? Where have they gone? We need to start getting in touch with other counties, other mayors. We need to be saying, have you, have you seen... Any flying broomsticks recently? Have any children gone missing? Call Bed Bath & Beyond. Have you sold an abnormal number of cauldrons this week? Because if you have, we've got some bad news. Because we've only got three of these witches, and uh, half the coven is still out there somewhere. And if we're not going to deal with it, I'm, I don't know who is.
1: You so much as cough wrong, and I'll expose you in front of everybody in this tent, you stinking witch. You were sent to this church to destroy us. You were sent to this church to lure us in. You were sent to this church to cast spell. Listen, some of you been sick because you befriended that witch. Two of you in my wife's latest Bible study, and you know who you are, and we're going to ask you to get out. Or-
0: now, that last sentence, I'm sure we're all on the same page here. If there could be two witches... Two, at a pastor's wife's Bible study group. How many witches are there in my Bible studies group? How many? Like, Does this explain the presence of broomsticks at every Bible studies group that I'm attending? Is that what's happening? What Was that wart more sinister than I realized on Mrs. Rogers' face? Was she lying to me this whole time? Is that where the children have gone? Is that why so many members of my church have... Lost children over the past six weeks. Is this, is this what this could be? Could this be some kind of witch epidemic? I don't want to frighten anyone on this podcast, but I also don't want to lull anyone into a false sense of security, and this is something we need to be aware of. Something else I think is very interesting is this congregation is very excited about the prospect of three witches among them. No one particularly frightened. No one seems particularly concerned about the fact that there are three brides of Satan. Uh, Three women with supernatural abilities and the want to use them I mean the level of gloating from this man having really done nothing Yes he's found the six witches Sure they would probably rather not be found But ultimately they are still witches Until they've been burnt I don't want to hear him gloating I want to see retribution Because right now it seems like he's still giving them a red hot go Just to straighten up and fly right that seems to be, he seems to be thinking, well, maybe they will learn the air of their ways if I bring this up to them. But uh, I don't know.
1: I'll have to wait and see. Well, I'll expose you in front of everybody. We got all six of their names. All six of them. Two of them had already been confirmed before that thing ever even said it. First and last, na- this chick is new to our church and don't know none of you. So you got a choice. You can leave with your spells all by yourself. Or I'll show up next Sunday with a stage full of brooms. And I'll give you one and I'll fly your tail up out of this place in the name of Jesus. But we ain't playing your spell casting, witchcraft, nonsense, sage burning games.
0: I I just don't know what's happening. I just, like, I want to understand him so badly. I want, does he, what does he think a witch is? Because I think that's the real question I have. Like, what constitutes a, because do they have powers? Can they fly on broomsticks? Or is this just like, you know how women who turn 35 uh, and have no relationship prospects, just, you know, they start talking about Wiccan. They just, they, they read some blogs. Maybe they buy a, 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 what's that Satanist guy's name? don't know. Carl. Mm. Maybe they buy one of his books. They start to realize it's kind of like the secret for women who think they're too good to read the secret is, the, is what Wiccan becomes. Is that what he's talking about? It, was it just some sage burning? Do they just have a, a, a flair for herbology and he's taking that to be witchcraft? I just... I mean, you're tempted to go, he's just making this up. He's got no idea what's happening. He's not even that he doesn't, he knows exactly, I take it back, he knows exactly what he's doing. He is trying, he's probably testing to see how dumb is his congregation, how much can he get away with? How much more money can he steal from these pensioners before they start to question things? And he's like, well, if they're not questioning my claim of finding six witches, three of them among all of you, uh, and, and no one concerned. No one, the least bit worried. So either they really lack any respect for the witches themselves, or they just don't really know what's happening. That's always been my experience of Americans. Like I, uh, I went to a rodeo in Dallas once, and they just feed off each other in the most insane way. Like I've never seen free T-shirts whip a crowd into a frenzy like this. It was unbelievable. It was like they were. It was like they were handing out. Free college degrees the way these people were going nuts. Like this t-shirt's gonna change my life.
1: <sighs> Everybody okay? <laughs> the witches are like, nope. <laughs> and your little dog too. You're out, witch.
0: Always close on a joke.
1: Always close on a big line.
0: This guy, this guy could do stand-up. This guy could do stand up. Always close on your strongest line. Put a bow on things, real nice, and your little dog too. Great reference. We all know the Wizard of Oz. That's a great video. I I, I will. I'll share that on socials or whatever. But that is that is top notch stuff. And uh, look, here's here's what I'm promising. I'm promising at least thirty minutes of podcast content once a week, and we're at thirty six minutes. That's a that's a good start. That's a happy days. I haven't worked out how to finish this yet. I hadn't even given that any thought. I was more worried about getting to 30 minutes than what I would do when I get there. But hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This is the first episode. Maybe it'll get better. I fucking hope it gets better. But I think that we, we had some moments. We had some good times. We learned some stuff. I've realized I've had this on video the whole time. I haven't looked at the camera once. It is so intimidating. But uh, look, hey, this was the first episode of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking, and hopefully not the last. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with a hot new episode. We'll see how, how did my raw set go? Was it as rough as I, as I thought I was worried it might be? Or or was it as hot as I remember? We'll find out. Until next time, I'm Tom Whitcomb. Have a great week.